Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Curtis Boyd is the founder of Objection.co. Objection.co is a reputation SaaS platform that uses AI and machine learning to identify and dispute illegitimate online reviews. Their software flags and submits removal requests to administrators on most major review websites. They have successfully helped clients across the US, Canada, and Europe. Curtis, it's a pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, I sure am. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So it sounds like the technology solves a massive pain point. How exactly does Objection.co get results for its customers? Yeah, it starts by uh, looking at reviews, being able to identify illegitimate reviews. Objection Co. has business customers. We're a B2B SaaS platform. So most businesses, you know, will get reviews from ex-employees, untruthful customers, uh, competitors, and uh, they won't know what to do about it. Sometimes it can be hard to identify specifically which reviews are from which illegitimate party. So our software will crawl this data and will make predictions on the relationship between the reviewer and the business. All of these different review websites have terms of service, content guidelines that reviewers need to follow. So if we believe that this review was written by anything other than a first person consumer, you know, who paid money for a product or, or you know, service, then our software can identify it. And then of course, submit a removal takedown or a, a dispute query, mm-hmm. and uh, we can start engaging the administrators. Awesome. So in terms of your ideal customer, it sounds like this would be a local service business that's probably larger than a mom and pop. Like they're not interacting with customers. They must have like a lot of business, multiple locations. And then, you know, they don't know who these people are necessarily who are leaving reviews and you just, your software helps verify uh, who these people are. That's right. That's right. Our ideal customers are busy businesses who certainly get enough reviews each month to require, you know, our help. It could be smaller businesses who just don't know how to 
who how to manage their their reviews. But a majority of our our businesses are larger medical centers, hotels, restaurants, as well as like like you said, home service contractors that have mm-hmm. anywhere between ten and forty employees and uh, are doing a, a fair bit of volume. Spinning a lot of plates and want to protect their reputation, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to your reputation, it's super important. There's been all kinds of research on how star rating impacts your revenues, how, you know, consumers use uh, reviews to get confidence and purchase products and services. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of business owners don't know is that just by removing one illegitimate review, it's like getting 11 positive reviews. So it's a massive benefit to just removing one illegitimate review. So when we onboard our customers and we, you know, we audit their listings and we show them how many illegitimate reviews can be removed in the next two weeks, you know, sometimes when we bring on a big customer, there might be 80 to 200 reviews that can come in. In the first month, it's like getting 800 to 2000 good reviews. Mm -hmm. So there's an incredible benefit to disputing illegitimate reviews and uh, being proactive about your online reputation versus, you know, being reactive or kind of waiting for something to happen, waiting for these guys to take it down. Sure. And so I'd like to talk about, I'd like to get into uh, customer acquisition, what you've done. You guys are B2B. Yeah. Um, Can you kind of walk me through like high level, what your strategy has been to get customers and we can do a deeper dive in? Sure. Sure. We get complimented all the time on our customer acquisition strategy. We monitor millions of businesses, people who aren't our customers. And what we look for are negative reviews written in the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Then every morning, I get a CSV of 10,000 businesses that just recently got a one-star review. Then we use our own software to determine which of those 10,000 reviews actually qualify for removal or actually are removable. So maybe a 1,000 of them maybe 500 of them, maybe 2,000 of them. It's different every day. But when we take the time to call those people, to do outreach to them and and build a relationship with them, if any of them say yes, they're going to get a result in a few short days and will already begin to trust us, right? So we pre-qualify our leads through, I guess, a trigger, like an event trigger. An event happened, they got a bad review. We vetted them because that review qualifies for removal. And now we're cold calling them, we're emailing them, and we're introducing ourselves saying, do you object us taking care of this problem for you right now? And it's part of our seven-day free trial. And we do anywhere from 50 to 80 new customers a week right now. Wow. I love that approach because you're starting with a group of people who you know are affected. Like, you know, for the most part, you can't, you know, those negative reviews are painful and you know that they do want to solve the problem and stop getting negative reviews. No one likes negative one-star reviews, right? No business owner. Using that as a trigger, you are vetting them with your own software. So you're eating your own dog food there and using that to pre-qualify them. And then you're doing outreach, but I do want to go into the content of that outreach, but I can't think of anything that's as specific, relevant, and valuable as like what you're putting into that message, right? You're talking about something that just happened in the last 24 hours. It's something that you know that they do not like for the most part. And 
you have a way for them to solve it right now. That's right. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning of that. So you are, you're scanning these businesses. Are you scanning them with your software or do you use something Uh else to scan them first? Okay. We built, we built our own, our own software to monitor the web, so to Mm -hmm. speak. I mean, millions and millions of businesses. Yeah. Gotcha. So are you on, so I assume you're on like Yelp, Google, Thumbtack, you're like all on the big platforms. Definitely not Thumbtack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other two, yeah, we monitor those those two for recent negative reviews. But yeah, Thumbtack is not, it's not something that consumers really look at. Consumers mm-hmm. will use Thumbtack to find someone like for a quick project or a job. Not really for bigger projects though. And and they certainly, it's certainly not much of a, an influencing decision on like when people do due diligence, you know, if you were to look up a, an eye surgeon or a contractor or a doctor or a lawyer, like their thumbtack reviews don't pop up at the top. It's always going to be their Google and Yelp and, right. you know, other things. Right. Makes sense. Using your software to monitor and then you're, you're vetting them. So I assume you're, you're pulling out those actual reviews that are suspicious. And then your software is telling you, hey, this is, does, does it say like, this is probably incorrect or not valid because of blank. It sure does. Gotcha. And then you're just um, reach out to them with that information. What type of cadence are you using with calling, emailing, and like what are you saying in those messages? Yeah. So when we call, you know, we're we're trying to get. We have you know prospecting software that we use, so mm-hmm. we know the email address that's attached to the business listing. That domain usually has data that we can append to it. So we know who the director of marketing is. We know who the office manager is. We know, you know, we can do some high quality prospecting. That way, when we call them, we already have a name to ask. That gets us like 25% further on cold calls. When you call without a name, not that it's amateur, but like you're already, you're already up against your first objection. Like, like, who are you and why are you calling it? You don't even know who you're calling. Like we spend money to append our prospecting list with data so that we can, we know who to ask for and what their role is so that we, we have a name. And then uh, when we do get on the phone with them, we just ask them briefly for permission to pitch. We call it permission to pitch. I say, Hey, this is Curtis from Objection Co. calling in regards to this bad review. Do you have 10 seconds so that we can have a quick conversation? Uh, and then I, if they say yes, I consider that permission to pitch, right? Because they're now allowing me to spend some time to talk with them. Now I'm going to say, hey, our, our system thinks this review may be illegitimate. Do you have any, any objection to us taking care of this for you today? And we don't get a lot of no's. Sure. <laughs> we don't sure. get a lot of no's. And once they say yes, it's, in, it's enrolling them into our free trial and actually taking care of it. Usually mm-hmm. within two to three business days, that review is gone. And before you know it, they trust us and they're ready to hand over a credit card and get going. Do you follow up with them after it's removed? Absolutely. So when they get enrolled into our software, they provide an email address where we can provide notifications. Sometimes they even add the the text message notifications so they can get texted. But yeah, absolutely. We we provide all the notifications. Yeah, this is it's such a great offer for them. Like they don't have to do any work. They get it. And I say that to mean like, you don't have to do anything crazy with your email copy or your, you know, what you're saying on the phone or doing any 
ninja sales stuff because uh, the offer is so great. Like who wouldn't want to take you up on that? You know? Exactly. People but, who don't believe like this is real. That's sure. the major objection that we we face. It's like, you wait, you don't like, do you? So when they say no and it happens, we try and get them to to identify the objection because we have an entire list of objections that we get when people say no. We're like, no, like, do you not believe that this is real? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the number one reason why they would say no. It's like, no, like, th- like, are you, is this fake? Like, this can't be real. This can't be like, and so we, we try and work through the objections from the most common to the least common. Sometimes we get hung up on, but that's just part of it, right? <laughs> you got to you gotta roll with it and realize, well, there's 1,000 other businesses today who got an illegitimate review posted for them that you, yeah, you need, so there's, fortunately, we've got a very big top of funnel and that's mm-hmm. that's been part of our success too is having such an abundant amount of relevant and qualified leads. Sure. Small business space in the US. And actually you guys are outside the US too, right? Canada and Europe. That's right. Uh-huh. So our a majority of our customers are here in the US and Canada, but we do certainly do a little bit of work in uh Germany and the Netherlands. Reviews are becoming really important as well as France. Mm. We have some some teams. We've been really getting involved with commission-based sales reps. And we have we put to, we recently put together an amazing sales training program. And we've been recruiting two to three new sales reps each week and been trying to get them to set them up for success and get them bringing in new customers. But as you can tell, like with the offer, with our program, with the leads that we provide to them, we also provide them with a fully automated system CRM with, with all the, the content and copy ready to go. So wow. it's been a lot of fun. The last few months have been, have been pretty dramatic for us. That's awesome. And I know commission sales reps like stuff that's easy to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it makes it much easier. Yeah. It's uh, the people that they're calling. It's very relevant. We have an amazing offer for them. And we, I would say 25% of every dial we make almost turns into <laughs> to an opportunity. It's wow. the metrics are insane. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's touch on that too. 20, like 25% roughly of the people you're reaching out to. Uh-huh. turn into an opportunity. Any other metrics that you guys keep track of? Um, yeah. So we notice is that one out of four dials connect okay. and we use a phone burner. Mm-hmm. We lo- we're, we're crazy about them. We love them. We, and then out of the, those who actually pick up the phone, about 20, uh, one out of four connects will, will turn into a trial opportunity. And at that point, it's up to our fulfillment team to really over deliver, create those like welcoming videos and make sure there's a team behind the, you know, the results and make sure that they see the value in, in what just happened in the first seven days. That those opportunities, those are 25% of every dial turns to an opportunity. That's everyone who says 25% of the people who say, yes, I want you to help me with that. No, oh, 20% of the people who just pick up the phone. Oh, wow. Wow. So yep. one out of every four people who answers and yep. you speak with is turning into a, a trial opportunity. A trial. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's incredible. We're floating right now. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yep. That's awesome. Anything pop up that you kind of came out of nowhere that you didn't expect to happen or anything that surprised you during this process? Not during the sales process. You know, as as a founder, I have to deal with 
you know, backend bugs, right? And issues mm-hmm. that come up all the time. These big tech companies love to throw curveballs in the way that they pre- in the way that they present data, right? And sure. like in the source code. So just recently, we were dealing with bugs, but <laughs> backend is a different story. The front, like front end, though, and sales wise, I guess the only thing that really shocked us was the ability to continue to do better. This isn't our first time, like you know, that last four weeks isn't our first time doing this. We, we got serious about our sales about two years ago mm-hmm. where we were, you know, able to start booking appointments and stuff, but it wasn't really until we were like, okay, we really need to do ABC testing on our, on our scripts, on our offers, on our introductory emails, on the way that we onboard people. And we needed to keep testing. Like I know so many people who kind of become satisfied mm-hmm. with oh, we're converting at this percent, so we're not going to try anything new or we're not going to mm-hmm. continue to try and do better. I remember in the very beginning, uh, you probably heard of like the leaky bucket when new leads and new things were sure. coming through. We had an extremely leaky bucket where these opportunities were slipping through the cracks and we needed to tighten it up. Mm-hmm. It took us a long time to be able to tighten up that CRM and be able to really j- squeeze every opportunity and get more conversion. Awesome. Was there was there something like you tried before this sales play that didn't work as well, or like what kind of iterations did you go through? Oh man, we tried teams overseas in mm-hmm. India and Philippines. Talk about massive failures, mm-hmm. and it's probably a lot of my fault, right? As well, and and preparation and all that stuff. But that did not work out very well for us. What we ended up finding uh, that in the B two B SaaS play, like when, when doing it, it's better to have local, local sales reps, right? And to, you know, <laughs> actually be able to deliver on the offer. In the beginning, our offer was totally different. We had a much different offer, much different pitch. And, you know, we were trying to book demos. And mm-hmm. what we, we were trying to book demos. And what we realized is that the pain with the problem that we solve is so present and it's, it's so hard on the, these business owners. We don't need to do demos. We can mm. go straight to free trial and uh, kind of skip that process. So we ended up shortening our sales process by, you know, from like two weeks to one week. Got it. So even when you really examined your offer and how you were communicating with your market, you realized we don't need that classic demo stuff. That's right. That everybody says you need. Let's just solve it. And that, even just doing getting solving the customer's problem better shorten your sales process help absolutely you. yeah once they see the result then they're they're normally ready to go sometimes the the customer will get a result mm-hmm. and they'll say you know i don't have any other bad reviews i'm good thank you and we'll mm-hmm. be like hey you're welcome right uh, how about a review yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and We'll try and convert on getting some value from what we, because we, you know, we just did them a wonderful thing and it's okay that they don't want to sign up. Like that's fine. But we always try to get something out of the good deeds that we're doing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but that's part of it. It doesn't happen very often. Most businesses, when they see that it's real, they're like, yes, for $200 a month, sign me up and (laughs) every location I have. But yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that, even if someone does that and says, oh, I'm good on reviews now, a week, month, however long later, once they get another one, 
They're going to uh-huh. think of you instantly. Yeah. Like, Let me see if I can get that taken down. You yeah, know, we, exactly. We try to implement like word of mouth refer, uh, programs, you know, mm-hmm. where after we convert and they don't turn into paying customer, we try to get them to refer us. We try to get a few other things going with them. But yeah, uh, for us, we, we call it bleeding neck marketing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we, when, we're, sure. when we're going through these people... 25% of everyone that we call has what we call a bleeding neck. Mm-hmm. Like they are hemorrhaging and they need a doctor. They need us. And three of the people, they'll be like, ah, oh, review. I don't have a bleeding neck. No problem. Like I'm, I'm not in pain. And then that one person will be like, take my credit card. Yes. Take it. Take Immediately. It. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's, it took us a while to figure out how to reach, how to be able to reach enough people to find those bleeding necks we're like, not only do we have that problem, but we have that problem so bad. I going to take your call. I'm going to sign up while I'm on the phone with you for the very first time. And then after you prove that this is a little bit real, that you, you know, you show me a little authenticity and you show me uh, some, some, some of your magic, I'm going to start paying you. And Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're happy to operate on those conditions. Yeah. That's like the undercurrent usually is like, between customer and sales rep is like, or prospect and sales rep is like, does A, does this work? B, will this work for me? Like the whole sales process, there's this kind of, this uh, question up in the air, it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just cutting right to the chase. You're solving them pro- their, their problem, showing results. And they basically sell themselves after they see the results. This is awesome. Curtis. Thank you for joining me today. Objection.co. Check it out. Incredible offer. Incredible software. Curtis, I I appreciate you uh, joining me today. Hey, you're very welcome. I think two or three days ago, we just had a product launch for the transparency company, which is a consumer product. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever curious whether a business has real reviews or fake reviews as a consumer, you can go to the Google Chrome extension store and, and find our free Chrome extension. In just a few minutes, find out if a business has real or paid reviews in just a, in, a, in a few short minutes. Very cool. What was the name of that again? It's Transparency for Chrome. Transparency for Chrome in the Google Chrome Store. Awesome. Yep. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Morgan. Awesome. You have a good one, Curtis. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. 